You are listening to Present Truth Ministries Radio, telling the world that Jesus Christ is the same yesterday and today and forever. Welcome to PTM Radio. I want to give all my listeners the opportunity to go on to our website, presenttruthmn.com, and you can get a copy of Persia Unveiled DVD delivered to your door completely free. All you have to do is pay for the shipping that comes. But this is a gift that I want to give to all my listeners. Uh, I believe it will be a great blessing to you. It's about the believers of Iran, their testimonies, supernatural testimonies, God giving them dreams and and speaking to them audibly, revealing himself to them, uh, how they came to Christ, how they were persecuted, and how they are walking in the truth of the Word of God. So go ahead to our website, presenttruthmn.com, and get a copy for yourself. Hello, everyone. Welcome to PTM Radio. I'm your host, Brother Jason DeMars, and this is our episode for Monday, October 30th, 2017. You'll notice, for those of you that are watching this on video, that we have a little bit uh, different format. For those that you're listening on the podcast, um, you'll still be able to hear it and listen to it, but we're making a transition from uh, doing just a uh, audio podcast to having a uh, PTM Contender live broadcast where it is going to be mainly focused on preaching the message, proclaiming the message. So uh, we've talked about this for a while now, so if you're a regular listener, you are aware of that. So we're in the process of doing testing and working things out, and so this is kind of our first recording where we're going to have it available on the, on the audio podcast as well as... Uh, on YouTube and Facebook video. So uh, wh- I want to speak on this uh, historic week here, um, October 31st, 2017. It's 500 years since the start of what uh, brought forth the Reformation. And so I want to speak about that. Um, we'll do several segments here on the show today about the life of Martin Luther um, I recently picked up a uh, copy of this book, um, Martin Luther, The Man Who Discovered God and Changed the World by Eric Metaxas. And I've been reading through it. I'm, I'm just about uh, three quarters of the way done. And it's been, uh, it's been amazing because there's a lot of myths that we hear about Martin Luther. Um, for example, it's often said, Martin Luther put the 95 Theses up, starting his protest against the Catholic Church. Um, Even that in itself is partially true, uh, partially not true. Um, It was a very specific thing that Luther was doing for a specific purpose, and and we'll talk more about that. But uh, Luther growing up was in a, uh, his father was a miner. He owned several mines, and the the family was uh, fairly well-to-do, and as such, uh, Luther's father had plans for him. Uh, he wanted his son Martin to become a lawyer and to help run the family business uh, as well as make a name for himself as a lawyer. So Luther started to down these roads and he got his master's degree. 
uh, and he was going forward to get his law degree. Now, uh, several friends had died around this time, and um, there was in the city where he was taking uh, his classes, Erfurt, there was a prince uh, who renounced his title and became a monk in order to pursue salvation, pursue um, heavenly things instead of simply pursuing the things of the world. And this would have had a great impact on Luther. He was a very um, uh, sensitive young man, and he was very uh, thoughtful. So these things would have been weighing on him. So as he was returning home to visit his parents, uh, there was a great thunderstorm taking place and lightning coming all around him. And no doubt he feared for his life and felt that he was going to be killed uh, in this thunderstorm because, of course, people had been killed before. And so uh, Luther uh, got off his horse and walked with it a bit. And he made this vow, help me, St. Anne, I will become a monk. Now, St. Anne is by Catholic and Orthodox tradition, the mother of Mary. And so she is the patron saint of minors. So no doubt growing up, Luther had a uh, a shrine in his home uh, to honor St. Anne. So he called a saint, upon St. Anne to save him. And if she saved him, he would, bec- he would enter into the monastery and become a monk. She did save him. <laughs> although we know it was the Lord that saved him. It wasn't St. Anne. And he did become a monk. So with that said, let's take a quick break and we'll be right back. Thank you for listening to PTM Radio. Would you commit to praying for a PTM missionary working in the Middle East today? You can become a PTM missionary prayer sponsor by going to our website, presenttruthmn.com slash missionary dash prayer dash sponsor go there and sign up today you can stand with your brothers who are standing for the message that God sent to us through the ministry of Brother Branham in the Middle East they are serving on the front lines in the Middle East facing many difficulties we consider it the final frontier where the message must go before God turns back to dealing with the Jewish people. And these faithful workers for God are active in church planting, evangelism, Bible and message books distribution, and pastoring. Their ministries vary, but they all face the same risk of persecution and suffering. They ask for your prayers. So go to our website, presenttruthmn.com, and go under missionary updates and you'll see missionary prayer sponsors and sign up to be a prayer sponsor today we will send you a magnet that you can place on your refrigerator and it will remind you every day to pray for a missionary very specific missionary in the middle east it'll have their name their ministry a little bit of their testimony and three specific prayer points that you can lift up to god on a daily basis We thank you so much, and may God richly bless you. Welcome back to PTM Radio. So Luther made it through the storm and went home, visited his family, didn't tell his father. His father had been very angry with him. But when he returned to school, he went to the Augustinian Monastery in Erfurt, and he uh, made his vow, and he became 
a monk. Now, as as time went on, uh, Luther was doing everything within his power to achieve his own salvation. Um, he wanted to do as many good works. He wanted to confess all of his sins. Uh, he was very, very vigorous in doing this to the point where he would confess, be in the confessional with his father, confessor, Staupitz, uh, for six hours. Um, <laughs> he was making him tired. He was making him frustrated. Finally, Staupitz, in frustration, said, just if you're going to confess your sins, come to me with a real sin. Don't come with all these nonsense sin that you're that you had a bad thought and that you're full of pride and so forth. Come with a real sin like patricide or infanticide or or adultery or rape or some some re- a murder or some real sin. Don't come with me with these kind of sins. But Staupitz realized that Luther was an incredible mind and an incredible person. While all this was going on, Luther was going to the library in the monastery on a constant basis, and he was studying the Bible. He was reading through the Bible. He was seeking to find peace with God, and and he was doing everything he could within his power as a monk to find that. Um, the one verse that was so significant for Luther is Romans one uh, seventeen, and I want to read that. Romans one. 17, and of course you can't read Romans 1.17 without reading 16. For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. For therein is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith, as it is written, the just shall live by faith. So Luther saw this verse as speaking about the justice and wrath of God. And so when he saw this verse, he viewed it as something that condemned him, something that sent him to hell. And in fact, he confesses that he actually was angry with God and that he hated God because God was so just. And by his justice, Luther knew he deserved to go to hell. He both knew that judicially and he knew that in his heart. And so Luther came to this verse and he couldn't understand what it meant. And so Luther says, I beat on St. Paul as hard as I could in order to understand what he meant. And so they talk about Luther had a tower experience, the Cloaca Tower in the monastery there in Erfurt. He was there thinking about the scripture and it it, uh, was revealed to him. So the Cloaca Tower, Cloaca means the outhouse. So it was the outhouse tower. Luther was there doing his business and he was thinking upon these things as one so often does uh, when he's doing that and the revelation came to him that it is God giving his righteousness to the believer so the righteousness of God is given to the believer the one that has faith in God not the one who works but the one that has faith and so it's through faith that we're saved through faith alone and the finished work of Christ alone. And this comes like a thunderbolt to Martin Luther. Around this very same time, uh, Luther was transferred to uh, Wittenberg and he was he became uh, the person that was in charge of the theology department there, he became a doctor of theology, and he was in charge of also 11 monasteries. 
So Luther having this experience, and then around the same time as he was teaching at Wittenberg about justification, salvation by faith, and the supremacy of the scriptures above church councils and popes, um, he was observing in a in an area near him that there was a monk that was selling indulgences, that was preaching indulgences, Johannes Tetzel, and he was doing it in the area of the Archbishop of Mainz. And so we'll take a quick break, and we'll be right back to PTM Radio. Messagehub.info is a website that is gathering all the sermons of Brother Branham, both in English and that have been translated into languages around the world. I'm looking at the website right now, and I can see that there's sermons in Arabic, Armenian, Farsi, Spanish, Italian, Indonesian, Afrikaans, Polish, Russian, Hindi, Greek, all these languages that the message has been translated to. So you can go and you can get access to those. If you meet someone who speaks Arabic, you can go in and pull up the Arabic and you can look and see that there are four sermons there. There's the Invisible Union of the Bride of Christ and Christ is the Mystery of God Revealed and Attract, Churches that Conquer the Laity, as well as a Resume of the Ages. So this is a wonderful a website and a wonderful resource that you can use in order to spread the message of Malachi 4. Thank you for listening in to PTM Radio. And so Luther was teaching on justification by faith, and he was uh, observing this person preaching indulgences. Now, um, when he saw them, the, the man teaching about indulgences, what, what that really means is that he was selling forgiveness of sins both for living people and for dead people, uh, and that the Pope, who has the keys of the kingdom, also had ex- access to something that the Catholic Church calls the treasury of merit, and that's the good works of all the saints. So there, the saints and Christ had so many good works that it built up like a bank account, and so the Pope has the keys to that, and so he can access that. So through paying money, to the church, which is which is considered a good work in itself, through paying money to the church, a certain amount of money brought a certain amount of forgiveness. And so uh, Tetzel was going around and saying, even if you um, raped the mother of God herself, your sins could be forgiven by buying these indulgences. So this was an excess. So Martin Luther, as a faithful Catholic that wanted to uh, defend his church, stood up and requested a debate amongst theologians on this subject. And that's when he wrote the 95 Theses. The 95 Theses was not meant to go uh, to a wide audience. It was written in Latin. It was put on the castle church door in Wittenberg. And he at, at the beginning of the 95 Theses, it says that he was requesting that his colleagues join him for a discussion about the subject. He also sent this along with a letter uh, warning the Archbishop of Mainz about what was happening and requesting that he put a stop to it. As a doctor of theology, he felt he had a responsibility to his church to defend the truth of the Roman Catholic Church, and he felt that this was uh, an excess and wasn't warranted by uh, canon law or scripture. So as he was, he wrote these things. Now, 
No one showed up to the debate, believe it or not. Not a, not a soul. However, this letter he also sent to his friend who was a theologian in Erfurt. This friend made a copy of it and sent it to multiple people. And one of the people that this, he sent it to was a printer in, in, uh, in Germany. And the printer had it translated to German and printed it both in German and in Latin and sent it, sent it all around. Then it was translated into other languages and went into other countries within the Holy Roman Empire of the time. So this God spread it all around. And Luther, when he found out, was upset that it had spread around. In fact, he told his friend, this was meant for just myself and my colleagues. I didn't authorize you to um, publish this far and wide. At that time, there were the, the, the printing press was just a little over 50 years old, and there were no copyright laws. In fact, Luther never made a dime from any of his writings. He, he wasn't worried about that, but um, he never made a dime from his writings, and it, this, th- this, his writing spread abroad. So at the time, he was uh, still of a mindset not of protesting the Catholic Church. In fact, he was requesting reform. He was requesting that the practices of the Catholic Church be corrected and fall more in line with Scripture and with um, canon law and the councils of the Church. So, with with that said, Luther was a faithful Catholic at the time. He, he had no interest in protesting against his Church. He just wanted to help it, wanted to assist it. But as time went along, he saw his church was so incredibly resistant to his request for reform. So he was, as a result of writing the 95 Theses and a few letters explaining that and explaining justification by faith that were published in, in German and, um, and in Latin, the, uh, the Pope put, put some people in ac- action, put a cardinal by the name of Kajetan, uh, met with... Uh, uh, Luther in Augsburg and ha- had a specific instructions from the Pope of what he was supposed to do. But let's take a quick break. Thank you for listening and watching now PTM Radio. We'll be right back. SummitCoffeeRoasters.com is run by a brother in the Homer, Louisiana area, Brother David Dexter. He also happens to be the brother that edits our weekly PTM radio podcast. He does a wonderful job with the editing, and he also does a wonderful job with roasting coffee. I thoroughly enjoy uh, the work that he does with, with the coffee. I recently received some and have been enjoying a cup. Uh, okay, let's be honest. I've been enjoying several cups, probably three or four cups a day from Summit coffee roasters it's a guatemala antigua blend and i absolutely love it i highly recommend it to you my listeners you can find it at summitcoffeeroasters.com and brother david dexter runs it and we'll get it the coffee sent out to you as soon as possible so make sure to go on and order your bag of coffee beans today Welcome back to PTM Radio. May God bless you. And so Luther was brought before um, uh, this cardinal in Augsburg. There had been a a meeting there, the Diet of Augsburg, which means an imperial 
meeting of the electors and cardinals and important people um, in the empire. And so at, when, the, when this was over, Luther was called to meet before Cardinal Kajetan. He was instructed that he should prostrate himself before the cardinal and then rise to his knees. And only when the cardinal said, you may rise, my son, could he stand on his feet. And so Luther did that. And he went there with the understanding that he was going to have a discussion and this was going to be open. But he went there and they said, they told him, you have one word that you can say, revaca, which means I recant what I've said. So Luther was not going to recant. He was a doctor of theology. He knew he deserved a fair hearing. And even the prince where he lived, Prince Frederick, which played such an important role in um, furthering the Reformation, uh, Prince Frederick felt that Luther deserved to be heard because Luther had some very good and fair points that he was making. But they said, recant. So Luther uh, stood there before the man and had a discussion with him. The man brought him a a canon law, a a decree from a pope. And Luther corrected him on it and said, that's not what the pope is saying. He's not saying that... Uh, we have it. There is a treasury of merit that the Pope has the keys to, but that Christ Himself purchased the treasury of merit for the for the Church, not that the Church has the right to draw from it. And so the man became so frustrated with Luther, he just said, "Get out of my presence." So the man couldn't answer his questions. Luther referred him back to the scriptures and said, answer me according to the scriptures. The man couldn't. And so Luther waited there and waited there and waited there, waited for another hearing. And he didn't get what he wanted. So his friends told him, just go back to Wittenberg. Don't wait any longer. They may, they may burn you at the stake. So time went along and Luther continued to write against the Catholic Church in uh, uh, 15... 20, he wrote three books. Um, uh, interesting thing that happened, there was a debate. A man by the name of Johannes Eck, who was also a doctor of theology, called for a debate, and he wanted uh, Luther to come. And Luther came, and Luther spoke things that he himself was shocked that he spoke in public. He spoke against purgatory that wasn't in the scripture. He spoke against the supremacy of the Roman Catholic Church. He said, there's other churches outside of the Catholic Church, and they're equally Christian as, as much as uh, the Roman Church is. And so uh, these things were radical at, uh, at that point in time. And so uh, at this time, it, it was really like Luther, the Holy Spirit was taking Luther through another level, through another direction. Up to this time, he was very cautious about the subjects that he covered and the things that he spoke about. At this time, it was like the floodgates opened. And then it was 1520, Luther, see, 1517, Luther was still a faithful son of the Catholic Church. Even 1520, 1520, he was still seeking to reform the church from within. But then, as he saw that the Catholic Church was resisting anything that he had to say, wasn't willing to listen, and was only willing to stay and continue in its sinful practices. You see, some of the recent popes of that time were more military leaders than they were of spiritual men. Um, There was so much excess, so much sinful lifestyles going on, and, and the world knew about it, and it was a shame to them. And so, um, when you look at uh, Luther in 1520, he wrote three books. 
Um, just they were like bombs, one after another that went off. Um, I believe he wrote the uh, a plea to the Christian nobility of Germany. Um, he wrote the Babylonian captivity of the church, and he wrote the freedom of a Christian. And then he, he covered the important sacraments and set those things in the proper order scripturally. Um, he covered, according to his understanding, he covered justification by faith. He covered the freedom, even freedom of conscience, that no one should force another person to believe something. Um, and these types of things were the subjects that Luther covered and how that the church had fallen under uh, Babylonian power and was really operating as mystery Babylon. And so after this time, the Diet of Worms took place. And so we're going to take a quick break uh, and we'll be right back with PTM Radio. LivingGod.com is a wonderful website that's run by several pastors, two of them being Brother Tim Pruitt from Louisiana and Brother Jason Watkins from South Carolina. The purpose of the site, alivinggod.com, is to demonstrate to you that Jesus Christ is still the same today as he was in the days of the apostles. They have some marvelous testimonies, one from Brother Dwayne Lawson about the supernatural that took place on his missions trip to India. They also have the testimony of Brother Craig Boer, who was mightily delivered by the power of Jesus Christ AlivingGod.com also has doctrinal videos bearing record of the vindicated teachings that God delivered to us through the message of Brother William Branham. I highly recommend AlivingGod.com. Use it for edification for yourself and also use it as an outreach tool. That's AlivingGod.com, proclaiming that Jesus Christ is the same yesterday and today and forever. Thank you for listening to PTM Radio. I want to remind you, you can find us on the web at ptmradio.com. So we just want to finish up here shortly. There's so much to cover with Luther. I'll never be able to finish it here in this time unless I go for hours and hours. So I'm just going to finish up here. Um, So Luther was called before the Diet of Worms. Now that sounds like a plate of (laughs) worms, but Worms is a city in... Germany and diet simply means um, the, a gathering, a daily meeting of the imperial court. So Luther was called before that to answer uh, for his what he had written. He was there. He desired to speak about it and to defend what he had to say in order to fix the problems that were inside of the Roman Catholic Church. They brought him there and they said, answer two questions. Did you write these books? They laid out his books in front of him on a table, and he said, yes. They said, will you recant? And Luther said, well, uh, I didn't realize I was coming here just to answer these questions like this. I thought we were going to have a discussion about it. He said, no, no discussion. Well, I need more time. Let me think about it. And so um, they, they chastised him and said, why do you need more time? You're a theologian. You should be able to answer these questions quickly. But they they ended up, the emperor gave him more time. So Luther went in, and he went in the next evening, and he he was asked, are these your books? He said, yes. Will you recant? And he said, if I recanted these books that I've written, I would do a great injustice, and I would uh, damage the Catholic faith. 
uh, I can't recant these books. Some of these books are things that even my critics uh, agree agree with. And if I recanted them, I would be completely denying my faith as a Christian. Um, if you're asking me to submit to the Pope, I'll give you this answer. By the actions of popes and cardinals, the conscience of the faithful has been seriously vexed and flayed. I cannot, I, I cannot recant. My conscience or my understanding is captive to the word of God. Before, before he said this, he said, the councils and popes have so often contradicted one another. Therefore, my understanding is captive to the word of God. I cannot and I will not recant. God help me. Amen. And so Luther spoke these words with the real uh, thing in his heart that he could be put to death. But as time went on, God moved in such a mighty way. Luther, on his way to the Diet of, Diet of Worms, was lauded as a hero from city to city. Every city he went to, people were gathering around him, asking him to preach. When he went into Worms, they, they cheered him and chanted his name, Luther, Luther. So the electors and the leaders of Germany and even the emperor himself of the Holy Roman Empire had to tread carefully on what they do, what they did because they knew that a revolt could be coming. So as it stands, Luther uh, was given safe passage by the emperor back to Wittenberg while the decision uh, was made of what to do with him. So while he was on his way back, now there had been a plan made. Uh, Frederick, the prince of where, uh, where he was at in Wittenberg, told some of his counselors to make a plan to kidnap Luther and hide him. And he said, please don't tell me where he is. I don't want to know. So several uh, knights of Germany made a plan together, even with Luther. Luther was in on it. And on his way back to Wittenberg from Worms, he was kidnapped and taken to the castle uh, called the, Wart the Wartburg or the Wartburg. And he hit, was hid away there. He didn't know what to do. And finally, he realized he needed to make use of his time. So he began to write letters. He began to write books. But the b main thing that he did was he translated from Erasmus's Greek New Testament uh, into the common German language. And this was a great, great achievement. And this printing went far and wide throughout Germany and was just a tremendous, tremendous impact on the world. And we're just going to leave it at that. So there's much more to cover, much more to go over, but I just want to uh, end at that point there. From this point on, uh, slowly the German uh, church began to split up, and little by little, um, those who named themselves Lutherans, which Luther hated and despised them calling themselves Lutherans, but those who were seeking reform in the church slowly began to separate themselves from the Catholic hierarchy. And it was one thing led to another, and this was a reformation that spread throughout all of Europe, 
wherein local churches here and there began to operate sovereignly, separately from any central authority and began to preach from the Bible and, and serve communion to both the bread and the wine to believers and, and and many other reforms began to take place within the the churches there. So tremendous, tremendous movement. Obviously, uh, Martin Luther being the messenger to the fifth church age, um, he was the start of the restoration back to the original faith. Luther had things wrong, made mistakes. He was very connected to politics. This was one of his mistakes. He he taught consubstantiation that the uh, uh, the presence of real presence of Christ is with the bread and the wine. He, he even uh, spoke out against uh, believers' baptism and continued the practice of infant baptism. So, some some things that Luther made many mistakes on, but yet God used them for a specific purpose to restore uh, sola scriptura, scriptures alone, faith alone grace alone, Christ alone, etc. So God moved in a mighty way through his life. At many ways, our world today is what it is like now because of what Luther did, what God used Luther to do. So thank you for listening to PTM Radio. Thank you for watching as well. Those who are watching uh, on YouTube, may the Lord richly bless you.